0: Well, hello everybody, this is Francisco with the Frank Ops Show, the worst name for a podcast ever. I'm back, I'm here, I'm doing things. With this, I am driving, of course, because it seems to be the only time that I'm able to sit down, well, it's not the only time, but it's the the, the most optimal time for me to sit down and just talking to the microphone here in my car, and I got about an hour to kill here while I'm driving, so I might as well talk about something. And oh man, most of these podcast entries are just me starting out with something that I felt like talking about, and then it ends up being something else. I'm much like a Simpsons episode where it, it begins with. With something And then it ends up being A whole episode about something Completely unrelated with the first Let's say Two minutes of the show And honestly I don't know where this one's gonna go I don't really have anything in my head With regards to What I wanted to talk about I'll probably talk about video games That's what I'll probably get into at some point I I love video games You know games are fun Video games are easy to talk about for me. They are awesome, and I've been watching a lot of things about, well, pretty much everything. I watch a little bit about everything, including about animals. I've been watching this guy, Casual Geographic, on YouTube. In fact, you know what? Let's 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 make it about that. Let's make it about YouTube channels and YouTubers and maybe other online personalities that i follow even though i'm not really that big into following people on instagram nor twitter i mean twitter yes with regards to some of the things i'm interested in but not a personality or an influencer of that sort i don't really follow anybody like that i try to become one myself but i don't i don't know if i am i can't say that i am i don't have enough of a following i have a following i do have a following but uh, that's about 800 followers on twitter about a thousand or so here on uh, well not here but on youtube and i've got a nice sizable audience here with my podcast and my other podcast sports goose so i I guess i could collect together about 2,000 2,500 people maybe even 3,000 if i'm lucky on certain days and certain weeks but yeah I I, I really don't consider myself anything like that and I I mean there was a point where I might have wanted to be that and then uh, I was stirred away from it in a sense but now that I'm looking back on it being an online personality a YouTuber of the kind that you mainly see that have the drama and the stuff like that you know, like that wind up on Keemstar's drama Alerts, or wind up as a guest on Impulsive or even H3H3 podcast I I don't know if I, that's the kind of life for me it seems like it's fraught with a ton of Difficulties and hazards that really may not make it worth doing or worth becoming that. Now there are YouTube personalities out there that, and online personalities that have been able to toe the line, walk the tightrope of, of of just being the online personality and separating that from their personal private lives. But then there are many others that. Their personal private lives is their online personality, and they have to let people in because that's what people want to see, and that is not good. I mean, for me, and, I, and I've made this mistake of having my, of talking about my personal problems online outside of opening up for the sake of mental health and things like that, which happened this year. Which happened this year But in the past I've made that mistake of just Crying out to people that way And and there are certain forums Where that's just not good It's not good And, and really it, it, You need When that happens you, you have to find a way to take your emotions out of it And if you're going to do it Then you need to realize how much of yourself you're gonna put out there because some of it could be good it could be good hey look this online personality of mine is going through some stuff and they're willing to be open about it and remove the stigma of mental health or going to therapy like that is good that is that is i i strongly believe that's good Because there is still a massive stigma for people to open up about these mental scars and hang-ups that they have that they cannot deal with and need help for, professional help for. So there is that, where that is good. But then there are other online personalities out there that don't realize that they have those issues and those problems and eat themselves alive eat themselves alive and and not only do that but they put it on display for everyone else to see and to mock them or pity them and they're trying to get the pity out of people to hopefully make themselves feel better but You're not going to get it out of people online You're rarely going to get that You're rarely going to get sincere people That truly do want to help you And you can actually go up to them And and DM them Direct message, private message them, whatever and, And Give their sort of life advice Or get their sort of life advice Right there But there are other people that It's just It is Too much And it's not just—it's not just big influencers or YouTubers or online personalities. Sometimes it's just us regular people that do that within a community. And uh, I guess one one example is this this one girl. I'm not going to say her name, but uh, she—and actually, I'm trying not to specify this too much because you you could ultimately follow her on. Certain online websites Social media communities Let's just say that But she was a fan of a Sports team I'm just going to be as General as I can possibly be But she was going through some stuff Like Real stuff for her And She posted about it online And it was more of a cry for help from her As to what she was going through And what she was but it's and and maybe it was good for her because maybe there are other people out there to kind of show her that she's not alone in all of this and, and I was going through I was at the tail end of my own personal depression when this happened to her and so I mean I, I sent her a direct message I've never sent her a direct message I have never sent her a direct message at all but for me, I felt like, okay, I understand some of this. Maybe not the extent that she's going through it. Because uh, some people, it's an, a lifelong battle with their own emotions or depression or things like that. And for others like me, it's it's something that is situational than anything else. Um, but... The, the thing is with there, there's I mean it's it's just it was difficult for her and she posted that up there and and she's doing better now she's doing better she she's gone through some significant life changes to try and put herself in a track to be better but it was something that was out there and it's it's dangerous it's it's dangerous sometimes because sometimes you'll get love and sometimes you'll get people that are just awful, awful human beings that want to see you continuously fail or be this circus sideshow that that is there for their amusement than anything else. And those people have their own issues as well. And it might be some deep underlying things, but they're pieces of shit. So uh, so, he, uh, he, Speaking of this Here's an online personality Where that was Where it was taken to the extreme With regards to the way people treated them And this is an early one And this is one that A lot of you who are li- going to listen to this Are going to kn- are already know Who this person is Or you're going to hear about them For the first time from me Which is very strange for me to do But It'll send you on a journey Because this person is probably I would say the most documented human being That has ever lived Oh yeah Yeah, this is quite surprising to a lot of you It's it's not anybody of any sort of Fame, not not an entertainer Not a Political figure or historical figure? No, this is uh, not. not, Yeah, not not from sports. Not an athlete or anything like that. This this man, actually, this is a woman now. This is a woman, and this is part of the journey. Is he used to be called Christian Weston Chandler? Chris Chan is the nickname a lot of people a lot of people uh, remember her as as now she is a woman has transitioned into becoming a woman and is now considered uh, or going by the name of Christine Weston Chandler I believe so yeah yeah so (laughs) Chris Chan we're just going to go with Chris Chan and uh, I don't know Out of respect for people Because there's a lot of people that Are really hung up on the pronouns And making sure that When you talk about certain people At a certain point in their lives You have to go by the, ta- the pronoun That they wanted to go by At that point in time It's a whole thing uh, If I make mistakes I'm, it's, it's not because I'm not Respectful or mindful of it Believe me I, I've got a lot of followers that That most recently that are of uh, the trans community and whatnot, and there's a whole thing with Dave Chappelle, and I love Dave Chappelle, so it's like, there's a whole thing with a whole thing of that. Anyways, and uh, I, well, if this becomes controversial for people, then I don't know, man, this, the, the internet is stupid for me sometimes, and it's funny for me sometimes, and I rarely try to take it seriously, because life is so short, and... I don't know I do this for fun more than anything else the internet has always been fun for me the the internet has always been fun for me the out you know anything that's outside of work or my schooling then it is and any sort of personal things for me then it is stupid and fun for uh, outside of that so anyways Christian Weston cha Chris Chan is the most documented human being on earth has his own dedicated wiki that is... Curated by a group, a legion of. I wouldn't say fans, but they call themselves Christorians. They are historians that document every aspect of Chris's life. And when I mean every aspect, I mean every aspect. His physical body, his opinions, and his. his. His opinions on pretty much everything about from the sex and law and finance, his fashion sense, documented all of his video history, because and really everything that's gone on for him from the from the time he was born until now, and some things went down this year that have. Taking this to an even darker turn than it already was. But Christian Weston Chandler is one of the earliest examples of how putting yourself out there in the internet, putting a lot of yourself out there in the internet, can completely backfire when the wrong people find out and try and take advantage of you. And he's also a shining example of why you shouldn't take a lot of what anonymous or even non or even non-anonymous human beings on the internet tell you or, or say to you, because it snowballs into something that really you you really shouldn't. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. In this grand scheme of your life, how much should that affect you it shouldn't it shouldn't we could talk we could talk about stoicism and Marcus Aurelius and things like that because those are some of the things that they they believed in and and it's something that and it's an approach that a lot of people should take on the internet okay certain opinions certain things uh, especially when they're trivial really are just that and you should treat it as such as trivial things that have no business getting hung up on. I mean, there are certain things like on my sports podcast, Sports Goose, where we will get on the soapbox for certain things that are serious, okay? When uh, the George Floyd thing happened, happened during the pandemic, and really there wasn't much sports to talk about, so we talked about that for a good, maybe an hour of our show, which was... Sports Goofs is is something that I made for fun for my friends and I to do. And sometimes we do take the show seriously where we we have we talk about serious subjects and things like that. But most of the time it's just for us to have fun and dick around. And and we've I I've tailored an online persona myself on the show, as has Charles and Andrew himself, that sort of fits the mold of what our show has become, but in no certain, in, in, in no such way should you completely take what we say seriously on that show. It is a persona that we have put on for, for, for the majority of it, okay? Some of it we do mean, but some of it we mean out of an exaggerated sense, Just for the laughs for ourselves And if other people just happen to like it Then so be it So be it But man Chris Chan was somebody that That He was first discovered Back in the Mid 2000s The mid aughts Whatever you want to call them Say 2004, 2005 Around that time frame just when we're, we're starting to get certain things around the internet, we're getting MySpace, we're getting... and We're, we're about to get YouTube. And, and we're, we, we've got 4chan. Okay? And, and we're, we're, we're... He... was someone that took a photo of him while he was at a Pokemon trading card game event at his local comic book shop. And he was... He's just this this early 20s kid, well, early 20s man, and you could say man-child, playing against other kids in the Pokemon trading card game tournament, whatever, that they had there. And someone took a photo of him. He looks... He dresses... I wouldn't say flamboyantly, but very brightly with uh, polos that are with multicolored stripes... On them and patterns And he wears a Necklace of a Original character An OC of Sonic Mixed with Pikachu called Sonichu And I I can't believe I'm talking about this But I'm 20 minutes into this And we're doing this So uh, this original Character he created in high school For a project That he wasn't able to create, he wasn't supposed to take any copyrighted characters, so he decided to just mash his two favorite characters at that time, and probably of all time, Sonic the Hedgehog and Pikachu, into a hybrid called Sonichu. Now, Sonic the Hedgehog OCs are nothing new to the internet. I am a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. I have never created an OC, aside from the one that I had to create for Sonic Forces, so, I, 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 I never got into that portion of the Sonic the Hedgehog fandom. But, I am very much aware of it. And, it is, it just comes with the calling of being a Sonic fan. Now, Chris Chan and I have a lot of things in common. Which is kind of the scary thing that I... That I, I, I when I learned about Christian and I was thinking about this man and learning about this man around, I'd say, it was probably around 2010 or 11 when I first heard about him. So this is about probably already five years worth of content that, that I was learning about this man. He, he, and this guy, like, I... This was a summer. This was a summer that I spent learning about this guy, because it is a tale that is so surprising that I. I mean, go go look for his wiki. It is called the Quickie. It is called C W C K I. The Quickie. I think it's it's on sonichu.com. Sonichu.com is the is the is the quickies website okay they they were able to nab the domain and wrestle it well not really wrestle it away from christian they just nabbed it because he's very gullible individual back in his early days and he would outright just give people the passwords or would make it so easy for people to guess his passwords or take his passwords that They were able to nab up any sort of domain That had to do with his Sonic 2 character That he tried to register To make his own websites And... Yeah Yeah, so... Chris Chan Chris Chan made this Sonic the Hedgehog Original character And... He made it for a high school project And eventually that, in his head, he believed that it was a completely original idea from his own intellectual property that neither Sega nor the Pokemon Company, Nintendo, whatever you, uh, Game Freak, all of those entities could not touch, Okay? Could not touch now, Of course he's Incredibly wrong But he, he felt that He was in the right To make it Something And make it Something big And he was going to Utilize the internet To do it Now This is This is not A bad thing Nor is it Anything like, oh, That seems like Something Okay if that guy Wants to do His passion project Okay There's a lot of people Who do that There's a lot of people Who develop and, uh, original Nintendo games and are like, yeah, this is a complete fan project that I I truly believe in and I, I've spent a lot of time making this this uh, independent development fan game and it's very polished and really good and I hope Nintendo doesn't take it down and it's like, well, dude, you know Nintendo hates that stuff. <laughs> okay? what's it's A2MR, another Metroid remake and I'm just going to go off on a little bit of tangent here. Everybody who's pissed off about that... Come on! What did you expect? Oh, I hope Nintendo doesn't take this out. Guess what? They're going to. They're going to. Nintendo, they have their ninjas. Nintendo, absolutely... Once they catch wind of any sort of unauthorized project having to do with any of their characters, it doesn't even matter how... How obscure, or... Uh, yeah, essentially that, or just unused, like, let's say, an F-Zero project. What if somebody just wants to make an F-Zero? That like, You have all the characters, it looks great, it's based off of GX, and it's just new tracks and all this stuff. Nintendo will take it down. Nintendo will take it down, and they're, they're well within their right to do so. It's like, but I want to... This is my love letter to them. That's, the only love letter Nintendo cares about is... The, 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 the paper that's in your wallets that we consider currency to buy more of their stuff. That's the only love letter Nintendo loves to get. okay? That's that. Aside from that, look just pivot, just pivot, just pivot to do and make it into an original thing. Make your own character hire an artist if you want to if you can't think of original characters for yourself. Okay, and go from there. Was it uh, Freedom Planet? Excellent indie title. Originally started as a Sonic the Hedgehog fan game. And then they were like, oh, we got something here. And they spun it off into their own original title called Freedom Planet. It looks great. It looks like a modern-day Sega Genesis game with all the fixins and 60 frames that a modern hardware can do. And... Uh, I really enjoyed it. I really liked that game. Okay, and I could, I could clearly tell where some of the inspirations for Sonic is with regards to some of the physics and stuff in that game. So, yeah, yeah. So people pissed off about that. Just come on. Oh, our melee tournament. Nintendo what if, this This is what. Look, guys. Super Smash Bros. Melee is an old title, and it's broken. It's a broken game. And move on, move on, okay? But they should foster the community and you know they don't care. Okay? Buy Ultimate, they'll do tournaments for that. Okay, that's that's all you, you just just meet them halfway. Meet them halfway. Meet Nintendo halfway. You all stuck in your ways with all these CRT monitors and things like that. Gosh man, it's too much work. Too much work. I already sold Super Smash Brothers Melee. I don't have the physical disc anymore. Okay? But I played it again. I played it on emulators at 4K and stuff like that. And I'm like... This game's broken. Gosh, man. Ultimate is so much more polished and better. Anyways. Chris Chan. Yeah, make 2. And so his picture gets posted on, on 4chan. And people are like, this is strange. And there's no way this is real. But the person's like, this is real. The person who posted that was like, this is real. This is a real human being. And he's got this character called Sonichu because... Oddly enough, Christian is very open about talking about Jew. and he was—he was going to tell you about it. Tell you about his newsletter. He would—he would in his community college he would draw up a physical newsletter and just sort of pass it around, or just kind of you know leave it out on tables and things like that to try and get people to. Learn about him and Sonichu, and he got in trouble for that. But this, this, I, I can't do the story of Chris Chan justice. But ultimately, what happens is people saw this guy. He took everything he did and everything the internet responded to the stuff he did seriously, so seriously. In fact, he. It affected his life And he would let it affect his life He would let people who were Trolls, trolling him To affect The way he conducted his life He turned Sonichu Into a comic book That he Wrote and drew himself Hand drawn Edited a bit On his computer Like and it's 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 impressive the amount of work that he did do making this comic because making a comic book isn't easy like it takes time and effort to do that unfortunately chris is not good at drawing and his art style is the art style of a I wouldn't say a five-year-old, I think it'd be a little more advanced than that, but let's say a, maybe a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, around that, around there, probably even higher a little bit, okay? Just a, a kid who's just really, not just learning how to draw, but is really starting to get the concepts of perspective and things like that and, and is experimenting here and there and trying to get better at it right that's the level of of artistry that Chris has now he could have ultimately pivoted or leaned into the fact that his, and he did I mean ultimately did I mean that's that's, that's his art style. He could have leaned into that fact of of, look, this is the way I draw and people like, you all may hate it but it's just the way it's gonna be and go from there. And even now he's trying to as much as he tries, he tries I'm gonna put quotation marks around that to capitalize on it now because there there are a lot of ways for you to do so now with the eBay and Etsy and things like that but of course he's not a very responsible person he's not a very responsible person and he's he's had orders on Etsy to, for, for him to draw his stuff for people personalized commission artwork and he's failed to comply with his obligations but Chris Chan's story is one that mirrored like, a lot of the things that I was I was doing at the time... Like, I was overweight uh, around the same time he was... we He's older than me. He's around... He's about a little bit younger than my older sister. But he's going to be 40 years old next year. And actually in about three or so months from now. So, in February. How do I know that fact? Because we all know his birthday. His birthday is actually a very significant day for him. And... He, he's, he's about to reach 40 years old His living situation is horrendous And his story And look, a lot of the stuff was out of his control With regards to the way he was raised And things like that And he was born with certain mental deficiencies But not to the point where he, there was nothing he could do about it To turn around his life because there's a lot of people out there with mental or physical hang-ups, uh, either that they were born with or that they eventually um, succumb to, but they lead perfectly. I wouldn't say I hate to use the word normal, but they they lead they lead fulfilling lives. Fulfilling lives. They they have jobs or careers family, friends, take care of their responsibilities. Christian is not that. He is far from it. And unfortunately, that is... Unfortunately, that is... The... Unfortunately, that is the the, the, the... the bad part of his story is that he... And there were points in his life... There were points in his life... Where he could have changed the narrative. Where he could have done anything differently. And it would have resulted in something good for his life. But he would routinely choose the wrong thing and fail to do so and there was a point in his life recently a couple years ago or so where it seemed like maybe he was finally finally reaching a point of his life where he could be at relative peace and could embrace his mistakes As something that was a part of him and something that he can grow from and look and and, and capitalize on, capitalize on it. It was oddly enough at a convention, and there was a panel at the convention specifically about him, specifically about him, not sanctioned by him at all, just a group of people that decided to make a presentation, a panel about him and his life because his life is so well documented on his, on his wiki that he, it's, it's, it's just there. It's, it's all there. You, you can become your own Christorian if you feel like doing so. There are lots of YouTube videos covering his life uh, that are trying to summarize it better than what I'm doing right now. So Chris, and at this time he had become Christine, and he was, uh, and she, she, she was a woman at this point, she was in attendance at that convention. Now, the people that organized this panel did not realize that she was there. So, she was there, and she came in to sit in on a panel about her life, which has got to be something absolutely wild, Right? Like just imagine that happening to you Whoever's listening to this You're not a huge You're not an entertainer You're not an athlete You're not a political figure You are just a regular I wouldn't say Christine is regular at all Christine is a very unique individual Which is what fascinates me about her And her life It's what fascinates a ton of people about her slash him and that life that this person led. But Chris Chan sat in on it and and then ultimately became the star of that panel at that convention and got a standing ovation by the end of it. Like it's like uh was it Tommy Wiseau that the guy who made the was it the, the room the, the, that that horrendous movie and ultimately became a book ultimately became a movie and now he's he's leaned into the fact that he made a terrible movie and he's a crazy individual and it looked like Christine was about to do that look Sonichu is not an original character but she believes it is and she believes that she can do something with it. And the internet has grown to a point where she could do something with it. And it would probably like it would probably be such such a pittance that the Pokemon company and Sega wouldn't really care. Heck, Sega doesn't care for her. <laughs> with regards to fan projects, Sega's like all up open about it with Sonic the Hedgehog. But Chan just can't seem to get out of her own way and unfortunately this year more legal troubles and she has had a ton of legal troubles over her lifetime might be the worst of them all which is saying something and it's all out there it's all out in the open unfortunately yeah so that's, that's an online personality YouTube personality Because she used to post on YouTube all of the time uh, Back when She was a man Would post Captain's Log Addressed to individuals Or the world at large As to What she was feeling and Thinking about a certain event In her life So I'm mixing the pronouns And things like that right now But uh, regardless you know who I'm talking about and and man she I mean, that guy's a person driving here and is just weaving in and out of the cars here and I, I'm semi hoping for an accident <laughs> from that person because man they are they are gambling with uh, the weaving of them Stuff like that But anyways What was I talking about Oh yeah So So yeah Chris Chan is just An absolutely Fascinating Study And I'm I'm already Like We're already 40 minutes Into this And I haven't even Gotten to other people That I want to talk about But Chris Chan's The first one Chris Chan's the The one that That kind of gave me An example of What not to do On the internet What not to do On the internet and look, I've made my own mistakes But not as bad as Chris Chan And not as bad as other YouTubers out there And other online personalities Just, no I, I learned early on There's a lot of things you don't want to get into on the internet One is politics One is politics I don't, I don't try to get into it I don't try and sway people For the most part It's very rare that I do post something if I do post something It's because it's an incredibly serious thing That I want to talk about Okay, And I feel like, like look, uh, if anybody wants any questions to where I stand, here's where I stand on this issue. Now, I'm, I personally, politically, I, I'm right in the middle. I lean to certain ways depending on the subject matter. And that's the way I feel like it should be. That's the way I feel like it should be for me. Some people want to lean completely on one side or completely on the other. And that's the way they feel. Uh, I the only thing I can say like is that doesn't leave a lot of room for flexibility there. And I like to be I like to have options. I like to have options with regards to a lot of things in life because you need a plan B. <laughs> because if you're on one side and that side has somebody or some group of people that decide to do something. And you're, you're going to be lumped in with them Even though you personally Had nothing to do with it And heck you may not even completely agree with it But guess what You've already laid yourself out to be like that So it's And it's not like you can't backtrack It's not like you can't change your mind And become a different person Because there's a lot of people that do There's nothing wrong with that either But I don't want to put myself in that position And I don't really want people to kind of know Where my position is sometimes So I just rather keep it private For the most part For the most part And that's part of the things that, That I feel like a lot of people make a mistake on On the internet Is when they do let that come out Now It also depends on How you go about it Because Look, with regards to certain Issues and topics Some people really do feel like They need to speak up about it and other people really feel like They don't need to But But it, it, it's It's such a It's such a um, A thing that's the it's a case by case basis on how people are going to react and how certain fan bases react to certain things. Like uh, Jontron, Jontron's another online personality. So let's go with we're going to transition out of Chris Chan. We're going to go to Jontron because look, I subscribe to Jontron. I've watched pretty much a lot, almost all of his videos on his own YouTube channel, and he's a success story for YouTubers and one that decided to buck the trend of other YouTubers who are just churning out content every day because it's the only way they can stay afloat, and someone decided, look, I want to be able to produce things and make these high-quality productions that rather than quantity, he'd rather do quality. And it's worked for him. It has worked for him. Okay, Some of his videos may not be your cup of tea, Uh, Sometimes, look. Sometimes he comes out with some duds that I personally like. "Eh, Eh, you know, on this video. But but when he hits, he hits, and boy does he hit! Like he'll take like six months to produce something, then post it online, and he's essentially made something that will that will that. Makes up for not only the six months That he took to produce that But also The six months That it'll take to produce something else That's That's the way he's done it And so I I like his sense of humor I like his style And look he came out With like an interview Where he spoke about How he felt about Certain issues and people, I think it had something to do with race. And so people lumped him as a racist and things like that. You know? And it, it was something that lost him a spot as a voiceover in Ukulele, a video game, uh, which I have reviewed on this podcast. And uh, yeah, yeah, Ukulele had uh, a. I already talked about my feelings about ukulele. You can look back on my podcast if you want to know my feelings about ukulele. But yeah. Yeah, John Tron got into that. That sort of stink, but I feel like he he laid low when that happened. His way of posting Allows him to lay low if he ever got into any controversy because it takes him a long time to to post something new. So by that point, most of the blowback has happened. Okay, you'll he'll, he'll take a hit on social media and things like that, may lose some followers and whatnot, but he'll come back with something that has nothing to do with his own personal views and it's just his comedy and his talent with his production crew and it'll make you laugh or make you, or at least keep you interested and entertained and it's like oh okay he came out with another, another solid video or something like that and he goes from there he goes from there in fact I think he leaned into it He leaned into the controversy Tried to make a a comedic spin of it Without acknowledging it Which is a clever way of doing that And so to show that Look, he's not It's not like he's oblivious to The controversy that he stirred For himself And it was like, okay It's a learning A learning experience for him And, And And look It it, it seems like, well, that means that if you're an online personality, you can't have any views because then people are going to hate you. Well, that's the thing. What are you willing to live with? Because you can't please everybody. You cannot please everybody online. You're just never going to. So if you're willing to sacrifice losing some followers and things because you want to be open about how you feel about certain things... Then go ahead If you were like You know what It's not worth the risk I'd rather just remain silent And just live like that You can do that too Like that's how I do it I would rather just be like Hey look It's not really worth the risk It's for me personally I really just don't Care enough To be like I need everybody to know Exactly how I feel About this one issue Like that's That's not me That's not me It's very rare That that happens Okay, I, my Twitter is just mainly dedicated to <laughs> sports and video games. So yeah, my, my, my Twitter is just dedicated to sports and video games. My, I have a personal Instagram account just for me and my family and friends. And I have separate Instagram accounts for my Sports Goose channel, Marlins History account, and my video games. Stuff So You can follow that FGOGR64 Or Sports Goose Or History, If you want to Check out my other stuff But My personal one Is only for Family and friends I keep it private uh, I have my Dedicated Facebook pages For, for that and this is My Facebook page Is just my Video game stuff My YouTube channel Is just video game stuff At this point It's just fed into me streaming, and people want to watch. They watch, not they don't. What doesn't matter. Um, And my my Twitter's I have four Twitter accounts. One is Sports Goofs, which is just used for me to uh, promote the show, and um, uh, we have some followers there and things like that. But whatever, my personal Twitter. Which is uh, mainly for me uh, with video games and some sports stuff, and just uh, and the community for like mental health and things like that. That's what I got into this year. So there's that, and then I have my uh, my my professional Twitter account, which I I haven't logged into in forever. So I'm gonna have to figure that one out and how I want to use that so there's my professional Twitter account and there's uh, I think was it uh, Sports Goose? Oh yeah Marlin's History which is something I made during the pandemic which turned into something pretty nice for me and I, I, like, I like my Marlin's History account just just there to, to engage with the Marlins community because I had been separated from Marlins for quite a while and then I kind of just jumped into it and it became something nice so that's my those are my, my my Twitter personas and that's how I separate everything from everything else so there you go but yeah Jotron did that and and uh, but he's doing well for himself he's learned from that mistake and he's just with what he's got So that's another YouTube online personality That I personally like Uh, And I know it's gotten into Controversies as well Uh, Who else Who else do I like on YouTube Internet Historian Now Internet Historian is not embroiled in any sort of Controversy but it's just somebody I want to talk about Internet Historian Great YouTube channel Okay Uh, Don't really follow i mean twitch is not my thing I, I really i've tried to follow people that i like on youtube on twitch and it's it's i don't know it's it's not the same it's not the same and i, I don't really feel like i need to personally connect with these people to be honest I, I know a lot of people feel that way and they feel like oh it's cool that i can sit here and talk about this stuff with them and but for me it's it's it doesn't really and send the money that's that's not my deal either okay listen I clicked on your YouTube video and I gave you the ad revenue I'm good to go with everything else I'm not going to be a not going to be a patron or anything like that just not going to just not going to okay Like uh, I'll subscribe don't worry I will subscribe and, and do it that way uh, but some people really like doing that So, I, look, heck, Sports Goose has a patron <laughs> And we're incredibly grateful for Awesome Jacket Dude Okay, I'm going to put his name out there Awesome Jacket Dude Because, uh, man, my, Sports Goose is just something that was I made just to have fun with And every single bit of success that we get with that show Whether it's actually bringing on media insiders And people who are in sports media uh, Or getting sponsors Actual real sponsors That want us to do ad reads And things like that Or uh, Or getting a patron Every single little bit of success that we get Or having other people invite us to their podcast To talk about stuff Like it, it It's just dumb to me that it's happened and it's we're greatly appreciative of any sort of like like greatly appreciative of it like it, we are we are very grateful that we have had these opportunities okay we have had these opportunities with uh, teams and brands and other people that it, it's I, I, I truly am Thankful for it But 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 It's something silly And it's just funny That it's happened for us We call ourselves The Marianas Trench Of sports media That's why I say That I don't take The internet seriously Because We truly believe it We truly believe We are rock bottom For Anybody looking For sports Insight Of any sort of so- Type even though we do have talent on our shows. We we do. We do have it, okay? I mean Andrew does his stuff with college football and he's and he's getting into it. And I honestly at some point if he could find an opportunity professionally, I would say he should do it. I would say he should do it and forget about law school and things like that, like just, or whatever. I just just do it. And Charles is like he Like um, I'm MMA, combat sports, and wrestling. He's a guru. He is. He's legitimately very good at it. Very good at it. And the fact of the matter is, he's got so much talent about it that it's it's scary. And he really should, like, in another universe, he probably should have gone into that, and probably still could, still could. He's he's got talent. He's got talent. He's funny. He's witty, he's he's great at it. And the fact that he's on sports goose is crazy to me that I could get I could rope those two guys into it. because uh, Andrew Andrew knows the stuff about college football. He has studied it and gotten better at it. Uh, over the years and he's 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 got the journalism background to turn it into something. And as for me, big thing I did was for hockey, the NHL, and even that was crazy, that was something that got spurred in from the internet, you see how this is, like, I I learned the sport basically two years prior, and suddenly I have a press pass, and I'm sitting up there, and I'm amongst NHL Hall of Famers, and just uh, hockey, and this world of hockey that I had no business being in at at that point. Like, Like, I find it silly that I stumble upon some of these situations. And so, it's the reason why my online personality I don't take completely seriously is because the fact that I am there is amazing and I I am thoroughly grateful for all of these opportunities. And I've learned from all of these different online personalities. So the internet historian, someone that blew up, absolutely blew up, and just became something with all these, these witty, amazing videos that are well researched and well edited and well written and just Absolutely, comedy gold that makes me just in awe of some of the the talent that is out there. And I'm glad. And YouTube is my premier, my primary, my primary source of entertainment is YouTube. Okay, I, I watch YouTube like not, like, it it is, it is the thing, Uh, over anything, over, like, I'm over a lot of TV shows, regular TV shows, I, I'm over it, okay, Uh, like, more than Netflix, anything on Amazon, anything on Hulu, like, it's YouTube, it is YouTube, because I like consuming that media I like the fact that these are People that started out as amateurs And I've gotten to a point Where they are outclassing People that are professionally Doing this Out in Hollywood or New York Like that is how Much I respect The platform Now the platform of course has its issues And indeed does Has its issues But the fact that someone like me to have a million view video which I do have is amazing and it's cool so internet historian another one Scott the Waz Scott the Waz who's some meteoric rise with his comedy I followed that dude when he had about 10,000 subscribers I got in early early enough for the most part and this dude's like one of the biggest things on YouTube well, oh, not the biggest thing. There are much crappier channels out there that are bigger than him. And there, there's a lot of crap on YouTube. Okay? And that's part of, part of the issues with the platform. And they've done a lot of things to make sure that the crap uh, couldn't be monetized. But, I don't know, there, there's just certain personalities and Things out there that people glom onto, And It's unfortunate that Some YouTubers are not as big as Some of those Like like, like PewDiePie like, I can't do that And yes a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's Kids And young people that are uh, Kids and teenagers that Allow this to happen But And that has festered into these online personalities having massive egos and screwing themselves up for life in the future. Because you can only do so much with your online personality if you don't have any real talent. (laughs) Because these other YouTubers I've named, JonTron, Internet Historian, Scott DeWaz, those people are talented. Those people are talented at what they do. Okay? They have skills that they have. Uh, they have skills that they have tried to cra- master. They have a, it's a craft. They are mastering their craft they get to a point where they need help from other people they realize look i they can't do this on their own especially if they want to take this seriously as a living and they're going it's like scott has his own production crew now he does and he's getting opportunities internet historian has editors and and things like that and probably has other writers and stuff like that Uh, same thing with john tron There's so many other YouTubers out there that do great. I'm going to name a few that I like. You got Tear Zoo and Casual Geographic. Those two YouTubers right there. If you want to know stuff about animals, just wildlife, go watch them. Uh, uh, Casual Geographic blew up on TikTok and Instagram. And now has a YouTube channel where he's posting his stuff that he posted there. But he's... He's condensed Like this All this informative stuff about animals In these short TikTok videos You know TikTok videos are like a minute long And Instagram videos And he's clever And he's funny And he's informative Like you're getting this, This This smorgasbord Of Entertainment that's informative The same thing with TierZoo TierZoo's production value Has gone up And the videos aren't coming As often anymore But when TierZoo Does post It's a banger It absolutely hits He's transitioned Into uh, Becoming like The JonTron Effect, where it's like he doesn't have to post an animal video every day. He can just just take his time, research it, then get the get the footage, edit it, and then post it. It may take three months, four months, five months, maybe even longer. But the, it's well worth it and. It's, it's good it's, it's just good So those two for informative animal videos So th- those are two YouTubers that uh, or Online personalities that, that I like for, for that type of stuff uh, And what, what else we got uh, Some of the, the creepy Like uh, Creepy Sort of mystery type of Stuff I got YouTubers for that too You got Nightmare Expo and Expo that guy's channel is amazing. Amazing. Just documentary-style videos that absolutely just hit. And they make you... Like, some of them make your skin crawl with how creepy it is because it's it's real-life situations that he's researched and things like that, that that he's culminated into this video that is like, wow, I can't believe this stuff happened, or happens, and he puts it to light, and it's very well, well well-made, incredibly well-made videos, another one is cadaver, just the same type of style videos, just mysteries and, uh, the cold cases or, or, or things like that, or creepy stuff, just that kind of like, wow, oh, wow, this is, this is something else, and then you have, uh, let me know, who used to make top 10 or list, listicle-style videos. List videos where it's like, okay, this, here's this fact and that fact. But they were very well-written. he's got, I think, I don't know what country he's from other It's a, a European. He's, a, he's European. But um, eventually, transitioned that into documentary-style videos that are... About mysteries That are just creepy stuff too That are incredibly informative Incredibly well made Doesn't post often at all Maybe at this point Maybe post two videos per year But when he posts Holy crap Okay You're going to get an hour long To maybe even an hour and a half Long video of just Absolutely Like Mind blowing quality, I am always thoroughly amazed at a the video, and I, I get excited, I get excited when he posts something, because it is, it is going to be amazing, and I, I went down a rabbit hole of, of these YouTubers, just posting about mystery stuff, or, or just kind of like, yeah, um. Was it Kyle Hill? That I got my science YouTubers. Got your science YouTubers as well. Okay, you got Star Talk Radio with Neil deGrasse Tyson. It was, it's always always fun to, to listen in on and and learn a little bit about physics and the universe and science and things like that. So you've got you've got that. But I'm talking about these these guys, uh, Kyle Hill, who I believe was part of PBS, but it's turn on turn into his own thing, where he talks about all these informative videos whether it's about animals or it's about physics uh, he does this this amazing series of videos about the dangers of nuclear power and how uh, especially when you use it in context for developing weapons can really just screw up the world and but he aside from that his videos are fun and well done And he even does his own uh, I think he calls it office hours Where it's, it's, it's a podcast type of video But it's basically like Q&A with him And he just talks about Whatever listeners uh, Submit to him So you've got that PBS has wonderful YouTube channels as well uh, One of them in particular that I like Is Eons Which talks about prehistoric stuff I, I'm big into prehistory course i love dinosaurs and 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 things like that but it's 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 always a great great listen so those are my my science type of channels that that are really cool just just amazing it's really really cool things to to listen in on man this i'm just trying to think of all these youtubers but uh, these are these are online personalities that i i watch but i don't follow Personally At all It's mainly because I don't really feel the need to And The same thing with a lot of people with athletes And, and things like that And I've I've Leaned against following Athletes And entertainers that I like it, It's, it's it, Like It's mainly because I just want That from them all I need is the entertainment That's all I need I don't need anything more from them Okay I'll, I'll, I'll watch your specials Or your show I will listen to your podcast But That's as far as I normally go With personalities On the, on the internet uh, I don't follow I Don't have an OnlyFans Oh actually we do have a Sports Goofs OnlyFans We do have a Sports only OnlyFans there's only one video posted on it And it's just me making a taco So <laughs> That's that's the only video we have But don't have an OnlyFans account Because if I wanted pornography There's plenty of places to find it for free That you don't have to pay for it So there you go And There's Was it What was it The uh, I mean Twitch And I've talked about Twitch Like I I mean there's There's one Bryn Daniel Bryn Daniel's old oh, Bryn Daniel's a, a YouTuber That His thing was Before He would read Fan fictions He would read Fan fictions But he's got this Amazing voice This amazing Deep voice Some people say He sounds like Markiplier I guess But they're both Deep voice dudes But I don't know I can tell the difference. Anyways, uh, he's, he's got, I first listened to him when he was doing uh, Sonichu, what was it, Uh, Sonichu, oh, it was on the quickie, it was on the quickie, so this comes from Chris Chan, where he read a Facebook post by Chris Chan, when Chris Chan got arrested for pepper spraying a guy because Sonic Boom turned Sega decided to make Sonic's arm blue <laughs> it sounds ridiculous but this happened and so uh, Bryn Daniel read the Facebook post in a very dramatic fashion and I liked the guy's voice and I was like oh so I just followed his YouTube channel from there I followed his YouTube channel from there And I saw he, was, he read all these, these fan fictions and, But there's there's His Sonichu one isn't that great Because there's an even better Sonichu audiobook Out there Just search Sonichu audiobook on YouTube You'll find one I think the person that has archived it His name is Patient BC Or her name, I'm not sure And it was an audiobook Developed by Vivian G Uh, As narrated by two people. One was the original narrator who, I guess, stopped. And then Death Chemist who's just... The fact that he probably didn't get paid for it is a travesty. Because it is hilarious. Anyways. So there's more Sonic, Chew, Chris Chan stuff. You want to keep going down that rabbit hole. Anyway, so Daniel had... This one called Denko, which is a two-chan thread about this guy who was in love with this girl in his college that he went to high school with as well, who sent 600 emails to her one day, and then hilarity ensued with how delusional this guy was about this chick. So that was one. So Denko's great is a great listen. From Bryn Daniel, the other thing was Sonic High School. Sonic High School is an amazing, is an amazing Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction that is incredibly ridiculous, incredibly graphic, but Bren Daniel reads it with such a flair. And he open like if if something is hilarious to him, he laughs. he he laughs. and it's because it, it is such a ridiculous fiction that someone legitimately made and legitimately thought was good because it's a Sonic the Hedgehog fan base and we just be that way. <laughs> um, that I, I don't it, it's it's about Sonic the Hedgehog and his friends in high school and i I, I can't. Go further into it because You just have to listen to it for yourself Because the first Entry of Sonic High School Starts off like Any normal Fan fiction would Like Sonic's in high school and then Dr. Eggman does a thing and they go and stop him And the the day is saved Right and I think it was like prom Or something prom is saved or something like that (laughs) But then it goes off the rails From there because we don't hear about Dr. Eggman from there on. It does. It's. It's. It's very much not about anything to do with like the Sonic the Hedgehog lore or what anything like that. No, and it, it just becomes insanity. Oh man! So it's Sonic High School, and then, uh, gosh, and then his biggest one, his biggest one, was Tales from Four Chan where Bryn Daniel would read green text from 4chan and do it in his dramatic voice and not only just a dramatic voice but just an amazing voice in general an amazing voice in general so Bryn Daniel uh, got a collection of 4chan green text threads and reads them off so uh, he, he's, he's done about 30 entries of those. There are about 40, uh, they're, they're about 40 they're about I mean most of them are about like let's say 10 minutes long each. Some of them go into 20 minutes but let's just say 10 to 15 minutes of, of him just reading off these the green text and and he's good. He is good at what he at what he does. He's he's in, incredibly talented with his voice. So so yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, Bren Br- Daniel is a is a is a really good YouTuber, and I and so his. He was mainly known for his Tales from 4chan. He also read the entire B-movie script... Which was his... I guess the really big thing that got him... A, a massive amount of views. So... He... Um, but his, his main thing was Tales from 4chan. People discovered that. And... There was a point where he... He... Just resented that series... Because it was all he was known for For the most part And he wanted to be known for more So he, he made a bunch of Original videos that are Outlandish and wacky Outlandish and wacky stuff That he talks about And it, I don't know if he Personally writes them all himself If they all just come from his mind Or if it's him like, With a, a different person Also helping him write this stuff But, uh, he's got a great microphone now, he's, and he's, he's found his, his, his niche on YouTube, and people will hire him out to do voice acting for their own videos and stuff. He's, I've heard him in other, other stuff, he was on one of Filthy Frank's videos as well. So, there you go. Filthy Frank, although I wasn't into Filthy Frank, in his heyday. I I do appreciate what he did. And the fact that Filthy Frank was able to leave the YouTuber life and transition to something else. I think he does music now. Like, uh, uh, he's in the music industry now. He was able to take that talent and go do something else. And it's because he personally... Probably felt that he did all he could on YouTube Like he was just done with it From a creative standpoint And also He was future-proofing himself That's what a lot of YouTubers are not future-proofed A lot of YouTubers That that they have to keep going uh, Like one in particular That I can think about Is the Game Grumps Is the Game Grumps Because they only have one shtick The same thing with PewDiePie and, and Markiplier They only have really one shtick That's just playing video games to a crowd um, and, and trying to be funny that way And trying to comment on the game itself Or mention stuff about their own lives But it's not incredibly future-proofed Because you gotta keep doing that In order to stay afloat And the Game Grumps have given a lot of opportunities for different people. Heck, JonTron was on Game Grumps at one point. Uh, it was a collab between him and and Aaron Hansen, who was Eagle Raptor, who came from Newgrounds. And Aaron Hansen has talent. Has talent. He did animation. That was his thing. But then he transitioned to Game Grumps, and it became the thing for him. But his first love is truly animation, and he's given a platform for people to animate Bits from his Game Grumps Episodes that he does with uh, uh, Dan Avidan Who actually Has talent himself he's a Musician has a band And And stuff like that so Game Grumps From there and, and Honestly it's not really Dan that I believe is not future Because Dan Dan is an older He's in his 40s And Aaron is about my age Early, uh, well, not even early thirties anymore, <laughs> mid thirties, let's just say. Uh, so, Dan, uh, Dan already came from something else, where he was doing music and he wanted to be a musician, and and he toiled and stuff for for years, and now he's finally gotten this his opportunity now to be a to be a musician, a music artist. But Aaron. I feel like his thing is that... And, and they've had their own controversies and stuff like that. And that's the thing that you get when being personalities and stuff like that. And even having some abrasive personality traits. But... I feel like Aaron is kind of... Knows that he needs to keep gangrums afloat. If he wants to transition into doing other stuff. And they've had opportunities... Even YouTube themselves has... Given these guys an opportunity to do... A different show... And, and Aaron has tried to do different things on his own channel. But ultimately it's the Game grump stuff... Where they're just sitting down playing a video game... And doing multiple entries of them... Sitting down playing video games. That's... That's what they're most known for. And even now... Like people say, Eagle Raptor, but I bet you a ton of people on that have followed them, and, or that that channel, don't even know that Aaron Hansen used to be an animator, was on Newgrounds, and then and had his whole Eagle Raptor thing. Like I, I never even like they, like only only people who remember him as that refer to him as that initially, but. For me, he's just Aaron Hansen. He's just Aaron. Okay? And he's Aaron from Game Grumps. That's what he is. So he had an Eagle Raptor channel. And that became a thing. And... the whole thing with that but the stuff that they tried to spin off or have other things on their on their channel it doesn't flow with me and and I don't think it flowed with people because they had like a YouTube Red or YouTube Premium show and that did not fly whatsoever at all at all it did not fly whatsoever and it's mainly because i i don't think he had he didn't hone in his craft for creativity compared to what john did now john used to be part of game thromps and there was a whole split between them with regards to that but i don't think it was mainly because they, they had a disagreement between each other. I think it was mainly because... JonTron wanted to be his own thing... And focus on his own creative endeavors. Because if he had stayed with Game Grumps... The way Aaron wanted him to stay... Or may, or may have wanted him to stay. Who knows. Then... That would have been just their focus, and I believe for Aaron, it's it's affected his creativity because he's he's not he's not as funny or as interesting as the guys that are on his, that were his um, cohorts on the show, as Dan or as John. Yeah, I think people have more problems with Him Than anything else So there, there's there's an example of uh, Just YouTube personalities uh, uh, Or YouTube uh, Aaron Hansen himself is, is one that Isn't really future-proofed Unless he decides to Do something else, and that's incredibly risky And I don't think he wants to take that risk at this point I don't think he wants to take that risk because Gangrups makes him money. It keeps a steady flow of income. And they can try and experiment with other stuff. But ultimately, I don't know. I don't think he's as interesting as Dan. He's definitely not as creative as JonTron. And they're just kind of stuck with it right now. And... Um, but... 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 He has... It has afforded him an opportunity to do one thing, and I think it's. Uh, I think this this is his big thing, and that's why his YouTube channel is not future-proof. But if he does transition to this other stuff, it's his animation, it's his art, his illustrations, that type of stuff. That's what he's good at. He's really good at it. He's really good at it, and they made was it Dream Daddy was a dad dating sim. That was released on. Major consoles and PC, and that's that's where, but it, that's not just him. It's him and the crew of people, and and that is what. Need, that's where that's where he needs to be. That's where he needs to be, and hopefully, he uh, at this point, Game Grumps is is just there for him to feed into these endeavors which is is good, is good, but it wasn't future proof and that he f- I think he finally realized it. He finally realized it that he needs to do something else in order to in order to have something for the day that he ultimately cannot keep doing game grumps or has to hand off game grumps to somebody else. Like he still own it, but there's two other co-hosts know, maybe even Dan would leave it, and just be like, yeah, this is, I'm just gonna focus on my music, I will do Game Grumps stuff every once in a while, but, uh, this is what I'm doing now, I mean, Dan's older, he's in his mid-40s now, yeah, he's he's old, and he's in his mid-40s, Aaron's in his mid-30s, and yeah, that's a whole different lifestyle type of thing. Yeah. Anyways, I'm coming, I'm wrapping up this, this conversation. This is just me talking about YouTube personalities that I personally enjoy. And and it, it probably didn't, what whatever I said that this was going to end up being, probably didn't end up being that for the most part, I guess. But it's semi-related to it. And I talked about it. Um, I'm, uh, I do find the internet fascinating and find the people that are on there as their careers interesting, but not so interesting to the fact that I need to know everything about them, unless that is what their channel was like. Game Grumps is like, like they talk about their own lives and stuff like that, that was probably the most I got into, something like that, and, but it's not like a Twitch stream, it's different than that, this is partially curated in a sense. But, um. Yeah, no, no, this this, this dude who, who just passed me uh, from the red light here, or, or not even the red light, just to get in front of this, Where it was like, no, there's a car in front of me, and the reason I'm going slow is because this car in front of me is, uh. <laughs> he beat me to the stoplight. Hooray! Like, it really did not affect them whatsoever. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but it's it, it's um I'm just glad that the internet is there because it's the reason I I've been able to keep up with my friends and things like that. But being personality, I don't know if I do if I ever did become one of any significance, then. I'd hope that I'd be able to remain humble. And if you do become one, if you're listening to this and you become one and it's like, well, I listened to this, you know, give me a shout out so I can get some of that, some of that, uh, you know, right on your, on, uh, on your coattails there. But at the same time, like stay humble, right? And stay humble. And, uh, and, uh, you know, good luck if you are becoming one. That's it for me. You can like, comment, share, subscribe, (laughs) follow me, I don't know, on whatever you find me on. I'm on everything. Take care, everybody.